we've won all year. Team, right? Yes, sir. Thank you holding the 20 points, man. Yes, sir. Give us a chance at the end. I got three words for you. You like that? Yeah. Beat. This is where this gets difficult. What do you hear? What do you say? Welcome to the Lingus Mafia. The host, the normal host, Cav Manning, is not here. The boss is actually on vacation, a long-awaited vacation. I am the consigliere, Fausti Walnuts, along with me, as usual, this week is the underboss, Gregorio. Buonasera. And we have a special guest this week. Holy shit. Joining us from Smart Sports is Malandi. Hey guys, it's a pleasure. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we were gonna planning on talking a lot about a, a lot of football this week, a lot of Niners, Packers, and Greg said, "Hey, uh, why don't we hit up Mel since she's a Packers fan and we can uh, have a heated discussion on how this game's gonna go this week." But before we get to that, let me crack oh, one open. Can, can I join you? Go for it. Yeah. Oh, and since I can see you on video, what is that, Steel Reserve? So, <laughs> since Cab's not here, this is the Steel Reserve Alloy Series. It's called a Hard Pineapple, and it is stupidly delicious. <laughs> like, a friend brought this to my house, and I'm like, who doesn't drink very much? And they had Steel Reserve. I'm like, what the hell did you bring in my house? Like, what is this? Um, surprisingly delicious. I actually think Cab would like it. It's quite refreshing. Uh, Greg, you want to give a cold brew review on the uh, cold brew uh, or the uh, steel reserve steel reserve pineapple? <laughs> so I've never it? had it. No, I haven't. <laughs> Listen, it's brewed for extra gravity and exceptionally smooth flavor. Yeah, it's malt liquor. Hey, did you ever? Didn't we used to drink steel reserve when we played badass baseball? Uh, I never did. No, that was one <laughs> of them, right? Didn't someone bring it in because it was like. Uh, high gravity, which means it's like pretty much like malt liquor. Yeah. Um, for the I, price I tried cheap. to drink one of those high gravity ones. I think it was called Earthquake or some shit. It was like 10%. And I took one sip and I thought I was drinking gasoline. I was like, nope. Went straight into the garbage. <laughs> well, maybe pineapple helps. Yeah, it does. Trust me. It does because I don't like those either. This is like 8%. Yeah. Before we get into football and uh, I wanted to review our picks real quick and review the weekend, I want to take care of a little quick family business. The Royal Rumble is coming up, and we mentioned it last week. We're having the annual Lingus Mafia Rumble Pool. We have four spots left. And just to clarify, $40 to enter. That gets you four total 
picks. You get two in the men's, two in the women's. Yeah, Yeah, four total numbers. Uh, The winner of each Rumble, the men and the women's, gets $150. Uh, The person who draws the person who had the most eliminations gets $75. And the person who was in the longest gets $75 also. There's four spots left. I didn't tweet this out because I want to make sure that the listeners got first crack at it. And I haven't heard from you, Mel. I'm going to guess that either you haven't been listening (laughs) or you're not interested. So I'm going to put you on the spot. There's four spots left. Do you want one for $40? Yes, I will throw away my money to uh, the Lingus Mafia family, (laughs) but not to WWE. Well, you, don't, you don't have to, to watch it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm gonna need somebody to verify my numbers and if I win. All right. Because I will not be watching. We have completely boycotted WWE. Um, well, next I, next week on the podcast, we'll draw the numbers uh, and everybody will know where they're at. It's Royal Rumble season. I know wrestling has been kind of shitty for the last oh I don't know five years. <laughs> but hopefully, the Rumble will get us a little bit more. Uh, pique our interest again we'll see i'm not i have no idea what's gonna happen at wrestlemania this year so who knows nobody does that's the problem yeah usually about this time we already know all right well this guy's gonna win the rumble because he's got to face this person at mania or whatever like last year we kind of like well we know becky's gonna win because she's got to face ronda but i don't think we knew at the time it was gonna be a triple threat with charlotte but well two years ago we knew nakamura was gonna win right was it two years ago three years ago yeah 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 when we went Nakamura and Styles, which was one of the biggest letdowns in WrestleMania history. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about going to live uh, wrestling and sporting events, but we'll get into that, uh, like I said, a little bit later. So um, that's a tease. I know. Real quick, uh, just to recap our picks from last week for the uh, NFL divisional round coming into the week. Cav and Greg were both two and two. I went a (laughs) badass zero and four in the wild card round. Hey, that's hard to do, man. Uh, yeah. Um, this week, Cav and I both went two and two. Greg went three and one because he picked the Packers. So uh, we were using the tiebreaker, uh, Greg and I. You're a good man, Greg. You're a good man. Because <laughs> me and Greg tied in the regular season for our pickums. After all of that, all 17 weeks, we tied. <laughs> so we said, let's go to the playoffs. And my 0 and 4 put me in a hole, and Greg went three and one. So. Overall for the playoffs, I'm two and six. Cavs four and four. Cav is, I mean, Greg's five and three. So, uh, yeah, I'd have to win the last three, and that means I'd ha- basically have to go against all your picks, Greg. So I'm just gonna go ahead and concede that you won. <laughs> all right. So I owe you twenty bucks, and uh, yeah, we'll put that towards your rumble pool, I guess. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So there you go. So and that means Cav owes you twenty bucks. Actually, your rumble pool is free. Hey now. So um, I didn't listen last week, obviously. Last week or last year? No, no, no occasionally, <laughs> occasionally. Last week I didn't. You, you guys know your product. It's very hard for me to listen to y'all at work. Like, even though it's like no one else can hear it, I still feel like I can't listen to it at work in the office with other people. <laughs> yeah, so it makes, makes it a little difficult. Weird. Anyway, you're, you're scared to start laughing out loud, and people at, look at you and like then they want to know. And I then then I have to tell people I actually watch wrestling, and it, it's just a whole <laughs> another world that I'm not ready to get into uh, at this new job. But did any of you pick the Titans? No, no nobody picked the Titans. Who in their right yeah. mind would have picked the Titans? 
I, I, it's insanity. When I'm, I, I'm here dealing with these people. I was going to say, since you do live in, uh, I mean, you live in Tennessee or in the uh, burbs of Tennessee? I mean, uh, Nashville? Yeah, I, I lived in Nashville for 10 years and I've moved about an hour away now. But I, I, yes, I'm still in middle Tennessee, like Tana Thrill is what they're, it's, it's a thing oh, and these people have lost their minds and they're about to give this joker millions and millions of dollars to be their long-term quarterback. Uh, Nick Foles 2.0? Oh yes, for sure. I mean, he'd have to win the bowl first, but no, that's <laughs> House... okay. yeah. the guy threw less than 200 yards in two games. <laughs> Give them back the truck up for Derrick Henry, like that's it. It's insane. But he's a running back, so he's got what, maybe two, three years at this level tops. You know, it's really hard to say. He's so big, though. He's so much bigger than the other backs. It's like, is that going to impact him negatively with the wear and tear on his body or the wear and tear on everyone else? Wasn't Eddie George that big, too? Yeah, Eddie George was a big man. Derrick Henry's always been one of those guys, like, when it comes to fantasy football the last couple years, I always avoid because he's always so hit or miss. Mm -hmm. Like, last year, he was a bust until late in the season. Didn't he have, like, bust out, like, a 250-yard game or some shit? And then the following week, he had, like, another huge game. It's like, well, where the fuck did this come from? And so coming in this year for fantasy football, I'm like, nope, I'm avoiding this guy. I I, I don't want to deal with him. And even all year, he's been, like, all right. But then here we go, running into the playoffs. Dude's been unstoppable. The Titans are firm believers in trying to get hot at the right time. Like, we're we're deliberately going to be bad so we can try to get hot at the right time in the season. <laughs> and that's what they do with Derrick Henry. That's all that matters, right? When it gets, once it gets to the playoffs, you know, the hot hand always wins. I mean, <laughs> we see what happened to the Ravens. Jeez, that's all. That is so, like, that's depressing to me, what happened to the Ravens. I could tell almost immediately that, that Lamar Jackson didn't have it. He was throwing ducks. He was throwing behind people. He his running was erratic. It wasn't until like the third or fourth quarter when he looked a little bit more like himself, but by then he was playing catch up ball. Yeah, man. I man, that just came out. I, part of me was like, all right, let's see what uh, Lamar can do in the playoffs, and then all of a sudden it's one and done. Yeah, you were hoping for something better, especially the way that he was playing all year. He's it was like, all right, here's the team to beat, and now he, they got beat. Not bad for a co- running back. That's the line, right? He said. <laughs> I mean, it was so true, though. If you look back at his season, I don't feel like he really had a bad game. Like he was a little hurt for a couple games, but outside of that and trying to come back from injury, he didn't. He didn't have a bad game all season. It what doesn't seem like. Well, oh yeah, that the, one. <laughs> that stinker. That was the one. Yeah. Well, the um, he uh, if you look at the stats though, if you look at uh, he had like 345 yards passing, like 140 something yards rushing, and then you look at Tannehill and he had uh, like 88 yards passing and maybe like six yards rushing because those because he was trying to evade a fucking sack. Um, if you look at the lines, you, you know, before going into this game, you'd be like, okay, here's the quarterback, this is what they're going to do. You put like you put all your money and you put your house in more, you know, an escrow or whatever you call it. Get out a second mortgage just to fucking <laughs> throw it on the Ravens. And then you get the outcome. It's because of those three those three turnovers. He had two picks and he had that one fumble. And they were able to capitalize on those three turnovers. Well, and you also know that in a preseason interview, Mike Vrabel, the Titans coach, said that he would give up his dick <laughs> for a Super Bowl. Do you, are you guys aware of this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thing. I saw that, yeah. So, um... <laughs> 
And Gridiron Heights played a homage to it in the video last week. Oh, I didn't see that one yet. I have to go back and yeah. look. He hasn't made it yet. It was just him with a pair of scissors in the background. He wants one as a coach. I mean, how many did he get as a player? Yeah, I guess want one as a coach is different. I don't know. Yeah. Pretty rare to get one as a coach and a player. So let's let's uh before we get into last week I want some of the show I want to talk about. Let's just jump forward to next week's picks. Well, okay. I have them right here in front of me. Uh Niners and Green Bay. Here we go. I mean, obviously Ladies I'm first. picking the Niners. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Green Bay. Of course. <laughs> Craig. Even when I think they're going to lose, like I can't not pick them cuz that's bad juju. The San Francisco uh, let, Mel, uh, well, go ahead, uh, Lee. You make your pick, and then uh, yeah, yeah. I'll I just want to I just want to get this out of the way. Yeah, who's Lee? I just want to get this out of the way real quick. Uh, Cav and I both picking the Niners too, and then AFC. Who are you guys picking? Chiefs or Tennessee? Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Tennessee just to be an asshole. Gotta make up ground. <laughs> Even though it doesn't matter. <laughs> Actually, that's who. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Andy Reid uh, chokes one away yet again. Andy's gonna read at some point. There you go. State Farm's been telling us all year. Mahomes and Rogers. Mm-hmm. I know it's rigged. Uh, that's either there's there's two outcomes that we can look at and say, hey, this shit is rigged. If it's Green Bay and Kansas City. Because of, uh, oh, well, that would be the, actually the only rigged one, I'm sorry. Because of the whole <laughs> State Farm bullshit and also the cap mentioned last week, Super Bowl one Right. Yeah. So Green Bay has quietly, I want to say, been really good this year. Or at least, you know, I mean. Except for when we go to California. Right. But did they lose a game after they lost to the Niners? After they nope. got destroyed no. over here? No, they haven't lost since, right? But no. they also barely beat the Redskins at home by like five points. Mm-hmm. They, I, I went through their 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 record on a previous show of mine, the Cold Brew Podcast, and <laughs> they they barely eked out wins on teams they should have like handily beat. So I'm. But did you watch these games? The Redskins game? No, because I don't I don't have uh, the Green Bay feed. <laughs> Mel, going into this game though, like uh, on a scale of one to ten, how confident? Are you that Green Bay is going to win? Like, we're like, be please be objective. Uh, well, and you guys know that. Like, I'm a very realistic fan. Like, I'm not one to talk smack. So, like, I sent the you said friendly uh, Packers Niners banter, and I sent that to my friend. And I was like, I hope they mean that because I'm I'm not like a smack talker because I don't like it when people do it to me. Yeah, uh, you can absolutely kick our ass. I I feel like it's a coin toss. For, for what's going to happen in this game. Are we going to get beat like we did last time? I just can't imagine that. If they go to right. California again and shit the bed, like, I just want to go smack somebody. It's insane. Like, our, our two worst losses when we went to California, the 49ers and the Chargers, and we just didn't show up. It's very odd. The Chargers uh, is a head scratcher. The Niners have a way better team than the Chargers I'll tell do. you this. Y'all somehow lost to the Falcons. I know, right? <laughs> but so we, I see uh, that, and I'm like, we got a shot. Well, right. but we, got a shot. we also were—I mean, we have Quan Alexander back and D Ford back, which we didn't have in those in that game. But Joe Staley was also out that game too. On yeah, the whole Staley line. was out. So I'm not saying that's why we lost. I mean, we are a team. It's a team sport. They should have beat them. 
Um, but oh, we do bad. have a, a stronger. Sorry. Oh, the Packer game. Yeah. Um, we we should have beat the the car the the Falcons. So yeah, you're right. We we do have that stain on our record. I just want to say, God bless Seattle and that delay a game call because that pretty much changed a lot of the season because if they don't get that delay a game call at the end of the Niner game and they beat the Niners then yeah then everything is way different right yeah it would and I I think at that point um the Niners probably would be at Green Bay and I would be and and, And I'm 100% confident (laughs) whoa I, then I'm more, I'm more, I'm more fifty-fifty confident at that point. Right now, I'm yeah. at like, I'm at like an eight or a nine, to be honest. Um, uh, I'm around a seven. Like I'm, I'm, I'm confident, but I mean, it's how I felt all year. Like even when we were eight and zero or whatever. Like I'm, I'm confident, but there's still that. Hmm. Do you, <laughs> you see how I mean? good? You see how good Rogers was that last game? He was fucking on point, man. Holy shit. He has a very different demeanor about him than previous years. Like, you know, we did make the playoffs last year. And, you know, they were talking in commentary about why didn't he let that go? And it's like when you look at the the replay, well, there's a guy that could have cut the under route. Mm-hmm. So, like, he he's not taking risk. He knows that this team is good enough that he almost just has to be a game manager and make his throws. Like yeah. he, he knows that he finally has a defense that he can count on and he's not trying to force the ball into places and make dumb mistakes that they have to fight back from. Like it, he's one, just, it, it's very throw, different. That one throw he had down the line to Adams, like where he was like triple covered and he put mm-hmm. it like right there. Holy crap, man. I think only like five quarterbacks in the league could have made that throw. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you guys shut down Adams, then that, that, that could be a wrap on us because he just he commented on it. It's like having Jordy Nelson back. Like they're just in sync. They just get it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I could be wrong. The Faust don't the Niners they they don't play like positional no, defense. No, they don't like, shadow. Co- so Sherman won't shadow Adams. He'll just line up on his side every side, and whoever comes out right. that side, you know what I mean. That's just how and, they play. And Witherspoon got benched, so I'm expecting Mosley because he he performed better throughout the year than than Witherspoon yeah. did anyway. Yeah, Witherspoon got the start, but then he got an early PI, and then he got <laughs> he had that bad play on Diggs, which I mean, take away that play from Diggs on Witherspoon, and the Niners winning a blowout last week. I think, uh, yeah. So I think Adams is going to be lining up on the left a lot this this week. Yeah, I mean, if the Packers are smart, that's what they would do: just attack, attack Mosley, stay away from Sherman. You don't want to hear Sherman running his mouth. Oh my god! <laughs> but he likes Rogers. He called Rogers a wizard once. <laughs> it's like i love it, it's it's weird to say this like as much as i hated sherman when he was on seattle but now that he's on the niners like man i actually do like him and he's like so confident but i i could it, and then i see what he says and i'm like oh yeah that's why i hate him because some of the shit he says like talking about like i'm tired of people making excuses for why i'm great <laughs> <laughs> it, it's well, gonna be an interesting game I, I just think that Lafleur and Rogers have come up with something, and uh, we're going to do better. I hopefully yeah. our offensive line gets over the flu. Apparently, they had the flu part of them, so we were missing some of our core O line guys. Um, yeah, that's the other Seattle. thing. There's all these other intangibles, like these. Uh, I don't know what you want to call them, but like shanahan and lafleur real close lafleur's brothers a coach on the niners obviously the whole rogers niners passed on him how many years ago 
Yeah. You're going to think I'm crazy, but if I could have my pick, I'd take Shanahan over LaFleur. Mm. I would much rather have Shanahan. Than I LeFleur. think well, he's got a longer track record than LaFleur does, but LaFleur is uh, showing that he could coach. I mean, because he almost has the same team as McCarthy. He's got a little bit better defense this year than McCarthy did. I feel bad for the Cowboys fans. <laughs> DJ is pissed. DJ on uh, Smart Sports. He's our football yeah. guy, and he's a Cowboys fan, and he is I made a comment about Tubby the other day, and he was like, he just sent me a sad face back. He's like, you know that's my coach now. <laughs> oh, he's I, will never, be... I will never never feel sorry for a Cowboys fan. Just be right <laughs> <there>. <laughs> you know that. He's got to be better than Garrett, though. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he's got to be better than Garrett. I mean, I, I've said this before on the show, like uh... – McCarthy was like one of the worst coordinators in Niner history, and all of a he gets fired, and then he gets hired as the head coach of the Packers. I'm like, well, this is going to be a bust, and well, <laughs> they got the one, but that was all because of Rodgers, not him. <laughs> That's true. It, it helps when you got a Rodgers. You probably didn't watch the post game press conference, but one of the uh, reporters asked Rodgers about a particular play, and he's like, "That was a crazy pl- the reversal with Adams in the backfield." Yeah, and. uh he asked Rodgers about it, and he's like, you know, you have to – what do you think when your coach calls that play in? And he's like um, – or his creativity to draw up plays like that. And Rodgers goes, um, that was my play. I drew that up. <laughs> uh, that's why That's why we were, like, pointing at each other because I, I wanted to run my play, and he pointed at me back and said I could run it. And I'm like, that's why McCarthy's not our coach because he go. didn't listen to Rodgers. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the other – surprising game this week well I mean, it wasn't surprising but we saw uh houston get out to a huge, oh. 24 nothing right 21 21 nothing at, at halftime and then next you know i mean at the end of the first quarter next you know houston comes i mean uh kansas city comes roaring back holy shit 28 points i don't points. think anyone's beaten kansas city i know people have i know teams have um i don't think the packers are i don't think the 49ers are i don't think the titans are um they can just score so quick. When that team is healthy and running on all cylinders, like you saw it, they were down 21 points. And then they ran out of fireworks because so they scored so many points. And then they dropped 50. <laughs> it's just amazing what's like happened 20, to Houston over the last couple days. In a quarter. I just think uh, Houston were they're, Houston's pretenders. They're pretending all, all year. T- Tennessee was a better team than they were. They, uh, they, they just, they, they just are poorly coached. Bill O'Brien, what the fuck? You have fourth and inches, and he doesn't know what to call. And then they have to right. call a timeout, and then they punt or kick a field goal instead of like calling a. You have, a, you have a timeout. You know, you could look at your arsenal of plays, and mm-hmm. then you call a fucking field goal. <laughs> they just Bill O'Brien is not. You a have Deshaun Watson. You just let exposed. him run the ball. Exactly. Do something. I don't think he got exposed. I think he's been showing this like throughout his career. He's not a good coach. He's got a great team, but he just does not know how to manage. He he just he just he should just be a, a coordinator. That's it. Yeah, look, looking ahead, like I, I'm not trying to look past the well, Packers, wait, wait. but if I let, go ahead, let me let me say one more thing about this. How so for the first quarter though? How pissed were you when you thought that we were getting a Titans-Texans AFC Championship Oof. game? Because you know you thought it. At one point, you thought it. You did not think when yeah. they were down 21 to nothing. Even though it was early, I mean, yeah, I, you were thinking that. Like, ew. 
Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, is right. But at the same That'll time, I'm thinking, well, I think the Niners can beat both these teams. Not not looking past the you know the Packers or anything, but I think the Titans were like, yes, because we could beat the Houston Texans. <laughs> and and then the Chiefs came back and they're like, fuck, all right, now we got to gear up. Now we have they to actually can't play beat the a Texans, game. Though they lost to the Texans at home this year. They would have be they would have beat them. They would have beat them. That was a close game. That was super close. They were just a couple things away. I think they 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 they're dialed in right now, and they would have destroyed the Texans. That that's my personal feeling. I was at it. They were trash. <laughs> um, and it just amazed me. These people. It was like December fifteenth or something, and all these fans are just going crazy for Tannehill. And I like tweeted it. You can look at their Twitter. I was like, oh, these poor Titans fans. They all think Tannehill's the answer. They uh, um, they what do you call it? They, didn't they uh, didn't they put Mari- Mariota in on the play? Yeah, and they didn't even let him touch the ball. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was in there as a decoy. They snapped right. it straight to Derrick Henry, and then well, Derrick Henry threw a pass, right? Jump pass, yeah, Tim Tebow style. Pass. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> no, I mean in the in the Texans game, didn't Mariota did get the ball, and they lined up Tannehill like in a like a slot uh-huh. position or something. Oh, I don't, I don't remember. Oh, I tailgated. Okay. I just went to tailgate. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was. I actually did it as a secret shopper. A secret shopper. What? what? Yeah. yeah. What, what do you mean? So, um, basically, we got free tickets to the game, mm-hmm. and we just had to like take pictures. Like, it, sometimes you have to buy like concessions and things, and then they'll reimburse you. Um, but our job was like to. We were secret shopping on the security team. Okay. So we had to like, my friend went through it as she was like going through the checkpoint. I had to like take a picture of the person. So we had to try and take in like a partially filled water bottle and see what uh, they would okay. say to us. Uh. And then just like write a little thing. Well, they, they were nice or they were, you know, they were a jerk. And then ask a couple people inside the stadium for directions and see how they did. But we got free tickets to the game. How did they do? Everybody was great. Oh, okay. So they cut the water bottle and everyone was really um, cordial. They were not, and yeah. Nice. He's yeah. like, you, you need to throw that away. Like, you didn't. And we're like, okay, thanks. Like, so did you get paid or is your pay free tickets ticket. and free food? It's free tickets. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. If we were doing one where we had to, like, secret shop the food, they would have paid. You know what? They actually did pay for our food at the event. What a. Um, and parking. How were the tickets? Nosebleeds or. Um, lower no, bowl? they were lower bowl. Oh, wow. Wow. I mean, they Holy weren't low, shit. low, but they were, you know. Still, lower bowl is good. Lower bowl, yeah. I mean, but it's Titans. <laughs> <laughs> how is that stadium, and how is the uh, in-game experience over there? Um, I mean, there's always going to be some country singer. <laughs> the national anthem. In case y'all didn't know that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I think it's fine. Like, they, they try to do stuff. Um, it's a great question because you know, I've been to a few different stadiums. My bucket list is to try and see the Packers in every NFL stadium. As mm. far as the stadium itself, it's not quite as nice as Levi, but it's kind of the same vibe. It's more definitely outdoor, construct, uh, concrete, and just very open. Mm-hmm. Um, I see. I've seen shots of the stadium. Yeah. Um. Or if you go somewhere like the older stadiums, like Lambeau or Soldier Field, like yeah, it's concrete and. It's open at the top, but it's very like a bowl. It's very closed right. in. You're very contained. Um, so 
I think it's fine. I don't think it's anything spectacular. But if you go to a Preds game, now that's different. Because going to a Preds game is like going to a college football game and being in the student section the entire game. <laughs> so it's loud and rowdy. Yeah, loud and rowdy. They, they they made up chants. They do chants like when you score. Um, they'll tell you you suck. Like it's it's very it's very involved. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a soccer uh, soccer game. It, it's weird hockey. You know, when we made that playoff run uh, for the finals, people were, like, complaining about it. They are like, oh, this is a joke, you know. And it's like, no, this is how we hockey. We <laughs> It's a party. Like, it's fun. You go to it's a lot of games? The... Yeah. You run into Rusev there yet? He's, he's <laughs> been there when I've been there, run, uh, waving the rally towels. Yeah, I know he's a big uh, Preds fan. I don't know if Lon will be there with him anymore or not. But, uh, yeah. He's <laughs> they got to keep it K-5. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, did they break up on the him. story? Did they break up on the show? Oh, yeah, they're divorced, and she's trying to marry uh, Bobby Lashley. <laughs> oh, shit, Bobby Lashley. It's fucking terrible. Fucking ruiner. How many uh, NFL stadiums have you been to, Mel? <sighs> Not enough. Um... <laughs> Same here. Yeah. Right? So I've been to Levi. I've been to Lambeau, uh, the new stadium in uh, – Minneapolis, um, Chicago. Um, so I only need Detroit for the North, but who wants to go to Detroit? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Even the Lions don't want to go to Detroit. Exactly. Um, it's supposed to be a nice here. building anyways, Ford Field. <laughs> uh, I've been here, and then I've been to the one in uh, Charlotte. So six. I've been to six. Don't, don't forget the Superdome. Yeah, I didn't know if that counted because it wasn't quite set up right. But um, it wasn't football. No, it was, there was more people than a football game. Right. Uh, the plan is for me to go down there and watch the Packers Saints game with suit. This oh, fall. there you go. So we'll see. You know, you know that the watching the game, sitting in the seats at that place is fine. It's it's awesome. It's a great experience. Just getting around the concessions and trying to get out in and out of that place is fucking horrendous. And it was right. more people. So I, I keep telling myself that, that that makes such a big difference. Plus, I was hungover. Like, I felt like death anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and it, well, I, uh, I got beer once, and then I didn't want to leave my seat again because I didn't want to go back out there. Exactly. That's how <laughs> I am at most events. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm staying here. Yeah, I remember Levi's- just going out just to meet up with Suit. And I was like, oh, <laughs> my God, there's so many people. And it feels so, like you said, congested. That's how I feel um, – when the Warriors were playing at Oracle, they remodeled that arena, I don't know, 20 years ago or whatever. And now they're playing in San Francisco. And I remember going to Oracle with my wife and uh, she was like, why, why do the Warriors need a new stadium? And then we went there and, and just trying to get through the uh, concessions. It's so congested. I go, this is why. <laughs> because, right. Because it's so tight. Before the old arena, before they remodeled it, it was a lot wider and you can get around. But because they added uh, the suites and more seating, it made it so congested just to try to get around. I, I haven't been to the Chase Center yet, but um, it's supposed to be pretty I nice. Fucking, yeah, I hear it's immaculate over there. Yeah. Well, you oh. know, Lambo has yeah. like the old, um, just concrete seating. They don't have the seats. Right. You have to bring your own seat pads. Yeah. They don't have like the little chairs. And that's because not to be like a total homer, but the waiting list for season tickets, like 50 years. Jesus. Yeah. Like you can bequeath your spot in the waiting list to your next of kin. If you were to die. Um, but 
they said if we put in the seats, we would lose seating and the waiting list is already so long. Why would we do that? Mm-hmm. So they'll never change it. Wow. So there's no seats at all? So everywhere in the stadium is like a, uh, a bench, basically? Like sitting mm-hmm. on the Club somewhere? level. Wow. Club level's got him okay, up at the top. But like, <laughs> He no. spent some money. Down you should the... have a goddamn seat. <laughs> you also get a box to go into in case it's cold. <laughs> is there at least a cup holder, for Christ's sake? Yes, but I can tell you this much. Beer freezes. It froze when I went to the game oh, in Chicago. Shit. Right. Yeah. That was that super cold game. Shout out to uh, Senor Manning. Mm-hmm. He, uh, him and his old friend had tickets and they weren't, they're like, it's too cold. We're not going. <laughs> and Cav called me and he's like, you want these tickets? I'm like, it's an eight hour drive to Chicago and it's about to be a snowstorm. Anybody want to go? <laughs> and my friend drove up there and we stayed with Cav's dad. That's fucking awesome. Oh, that's right. Rest in peace. Cav Soprano. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Of course. He cooked his hey. breakfast. Oh, he had this loose, guy. <laughs> he had loose pizza waiting on us when we got oh, there. Beautiful. Oh, man. That's hospitality and, uh, right there. At 1030 at night. Like it was 10, like late. Uh, he, uh, he cooked his breakfast. And then when we got back from the game, he, uh, he had made a spaghetti. <laughs> and Sunday gravy. Oh man, class! I, I brought him a bottle of wine. What do you do? Oh, there oh, you go. Yeah, there you go. See, there you go. That's respectful, right there. That's a that that's what you. That's a perks of being in the mafia. Hey, um, so since beer freezes, do you guys all get just uh, uh like liquor? Well, you just drink at, spirits. At Lambo, I didn't drink because I wanted to like be there. Like I want, I, I didn't want to leave my seat. Um. And honestly, I don't drink when I go to games. It was somebody else's beer. Hmm. I, oh, yeah. If I go to Titans games, I get trashed at a tailgate. I got some friends that have a tailgate. And I just <laughs> get trashed at their tailgate. I haven't even made it into games sometimes. <laughs> I just stay out there. They do, too. They just stay out there. Like, I don't want to go to this game today. Somebody want these tickets? And then <laughs> out there, they got the TV. We watch the game. Wow. You want to That's talk? Fun. You want to talk tailgating? Is- uh, so I went to the Niner game this past weekend. I uh, was a member of the uh, Minor family. Thank you, Greg, and uh, a special guest. And uh, we got there. Whew, Greg, your brother says, "Be at my house by 7. I'm like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> seven a.m. Dude, and- the, the 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 stadium is 45 minutes closer now, and they still leave at the same fucking time in the morning. Well, here's here's the deal. So I got there about <laughs> quarter to seven. So we loaded up the truck and we got there maybe about seven fifteen. And there's two rows on the right, and that's for regular access. And it's already like backed up at least the normies. Yeah, that's at least thirteen cars deep. And so your 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 pops cuts around. I'm like, oh shit, where's he going? And he and he pulls up to this other line where there's only like three cars in front. And that's the early access. So your, I guess your dad's got the. Uh, he, they were telling me how you have to apply before the season, like you, right, get, your, yeah. you get your your. Is this like a TSA pre-check? I, what is this? <laughs> no, 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 this is a, a you you apply uh, before the season and. They tell me you have you... to apply. You have to send your. You have to send pictures. What your setup looks like, <laughs> and you ha- and, 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 and like a written essay on like why you need early access. I'm like Jesus. What are you getting to college? And so uh, he Pretty says, much, yeah, yeah. So he says he's gotten. They don't want the Bills Mafia, okay? <laughs> they they want legit fans tailgating. They do not want Bills Mafia shenanigans. 
That's right. So, so yeah, so he he's gotten it like the last three years in a row. So they get it in an hour early before general admission yeah, to the got, tailgate. Yeah, he's got this big. Uh, it's not even a paper. It's like a laminated, like a hard sheet that's got his picture on it and <laughs> yeah, everything. So it's early eight and access. Half by eleven sheet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and so we pull up and they're like yeah pro- we're probably gonna be sitting here for about an hour and i'm like all right and so there's in line people you know because the other they, line doesn't open until tailgating. yeah so so the other line doesn't open until like the normies like you said doesn't open until i guess like 9 15 ish so people are already waiting yeah two hours before the gate even opens and they have a tent set up they're blasting music they're playing Banda music mixed with like old school hip hop, Tupac. Hip-hop, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your your mom was getting annoyed, which is pretty funny, because uh, you know they're playing Banda, and then next thing you know they're playing "Hit 'Em Up" by Tupac. <laughs> it gets to the end, you know, <laughs> fuck Mob Deep, fuck Biggie, <laughs> fuck Bad Boy as a record label and as a motherfucking crew. And if you down with Bad Boy, fuck you too. And your mom's like, Jesus, is that the only word he knows? I'm like, yeah, it's a it's an angry song. <laughs> I, I think my mom is down with Bad Boy. I think that's why. <laughs> So we got in an hour early, but we still had to wait like an hour just outside. So like just sitting there bullshitting with your brother and uh, about 730, he's like, nope, you want a beer? And I'm like, fuck, it's 730. I'm like, ah, I'll wait a little bit. So I actually waited till eight o'clock before I popped my first beer. <laughs> <laughs> so we and, got and, in and, and, and you're tell f- about the beer. Uh, fuck. Uh, I brought a variety pack of Firestone Walker. There was some, uh, different IPAs mixed in there. I can't remember which one. I think there was the, uh, Union Jack, the Easy Jack, and there was some limited edition one. I can't remember. I'm talking about the, the fact that how much, the amount. Oh, and I was going to get to that. Beer. <laughs> He's trying to take over your show, Greg. So they have a big fucking ice chest full of beer and i put my once i put he put my 12 pack in there the lid wouldn't close and i actually um i had bought that the day before and i was like you know what a 12 pack's good but you know what i'm gonna grab another six pack so i picked up a six pack of the uh green flash uh some hazy ipa shit and i didn't even get that in the cooler because there wasn't (laughs) enough room and like that was the ongoing joke all morning was like are we ever going to get this cooler to close? Because there's so much beer, plus a bottle of tequila in there. The Casadores. <laughs> yeah, you got to have that. That's the tradition. You your, do you guys make a toast? Do you yeah. do a yes. Toast so that was the thing. After everything was cleaned up and put away, the last thing to get put away is the bottle of Casadores. And everybody took a shot. I think your pops poured about 12 different, about 12 shots for everybody, not just our group, but for whoever was around. Yeah, that's uh, that's usually my my job when I go to the games. That was like when when we when I used to be when I used to live there and I used and we used to go to every single game. That's that was my my job is to pour the shots at the end right before we go in. How long has your family been tailgating? Uh, so all right, here's the history of of my family and tailgating. My dad and my mom's dad, his father-in-law, used to have Raider season tickets back in the day. What? And they announced that the Raiders were going to be moving to Los Angeles. So, so my mom is from Union City, California, which is in the right. East Bay. I which remember is your mom's, mom's more of a Raider fan, right? Yeah, she is a Raider yeah. fan. She has Raider. Well, she had until this year. She had Raiders season tickets. Oh, oh you mean your mom should have went to a Raiders game? She oh, she she went to a bunch of them this year. Uh, her and my dad went to that Tennessee game. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, uh, so they 
Oh, my brother and I went to that game where Brett Favre fucking threw for 400 yards after his dad died. Uh, that's oh, a, that was a game. That was a... If yeah, you that were was a fan of the other team. That would have been one to remember. <laughs> yeah, well, I was there, so I, I, was, I wasn't really rooting for anybody. Um, so, so they they had Raider season tickets, and then they announced they were going to be moving to L.A. And my dad and uh, my grandfather were like, "Well, what are we going to do now?" And and my grandfather, who's just a fan of football, I mean, he he was a Raider fan just be de facto because they were there in the East Bay, but he just loved football. And he, he said, well, you know, the 49ers are over there in San Francisco. Maybe we should just get 49er tickets. And so uh, my grandfather's like, well, my wife's going to be upset if, if I put them in my name. Could we put them in your name? And so, he, <laughs> so we, we put them, we, we, they put them in my dad's name. And initially he had seven tickets. And he used to always, you know, give them to friends and stuff. And I started going to games when I was five years old. My dad would, he got the, 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 the package, he got all the, the sheet of tickets, and he, he let me pick out one game. And I remember my first game was, uh, I think it was in 1981. It was wow. San Francisco and Pittsburgh. And uh, I think we lost that game. Because How old were you? By like Four, by, five? I was five. I was Jesus. five years old. Do you remember? I remember. Yeah, I remember parking like a way. We didn't park next to the stadium. We parked out in some dirt lot, and it had been raining. Mm-hmm. And I remember... <laughs> Yeah, I remember the mud being caked up on my shoes. Um, I I remember watching practice. I don't remember the game itself. I know we lost. Um, if you go back and look in the 1981 schedule, that's the that's the game I went to. And then, um, and then from then on out, my brother and I got to each choose one game. And then as soon as we got into, I think around middle school, then my dad just started taking both of us to every single game. And so I've been to pretty much every single game since like 1989. Through 2016 when I moved here. That's fucking awesome. So I've seen like uh, all the regular season game. I've seen pretty much every single postseason game that we hosted. I've seen a lot. I've saw, I was there for the catch two. I wasn't there for the catch one. But actually, my dad took my mom for that one. I was there for the catch two. I was there for uh, when um, Steve Young ran like 98 yards or 92 yards against the Minnesota Vikings. I was I was there for when Garrison Hurst ran that that touchdown oh, in overtime. overtime. Yeah, yeah I was there for that. Of all time. I was there for that. I was there for when Michael Carter ran a 96-yard fumble return. Oh Jesus! Jeez. Yeah, I was. I I I've seen a lot of live football, and I prefer live football over televised football. And I know in televised football, you get like the instant replay, you get like the camera angles, you can see everything that happens. But mm-hmm. I prefer live football over just because of, of my history. I'm happy to say, Greg, uh, everybody was wondering how the first game of Levi's would be because, you know, it's, it's always like, oh, candlestick, candlestick, oh, Levi's. It's it's so different. It's Santa Clara. It's not the same. It was yeah. fucking loud. I don't know how it came across on TV, but when uh, the Niners were on defense, it was it was pretty loud. Look, I, I have a lot of love for candlestick. I've seen a lot of games there. I've, I've even shed blood there. Um, <laughs> I, well, because I, I really? fucking died. Yeah, well, it was, we were at we were the the, the motorhome section, and I and I went to get a beer, and I lifted up, and I hit my head on the awning. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this one time; it was like September. It was blazing hot. It's always blazing hot in San Francisco in September. Yeah. And we were up. It was me, and my brother, and LT from uh, the Fresno faction. Mm-hmm. We were, all three of us were sitting in our seats, and some guy walked behind us and spilled co- hot coffee on me. Uh, I was pissed. Uh... 
Ruin my fucking. Uh, it must be the shoes, Michael Jordan, Spike Lee T-shirt. Oh shit. Um, I, I, uh, I, I love, I love Candlestick, but fuck Candlestick. That place was a oh, dump. fucking dump. Yeah, like yeah, I, it's I have terrible. you know me- memories too. You know, like, like I remember uh, meeting up with you in the in the motorhome section. That's when uh, first time I ever met up with you guys. I was actually asking your brother about this. Uh, uh, I, I, I dropped, yeah, I name dropped Melvin Beans. That's one thing I remember. <laughs> it, uh, oh, it was yeah. chili with like shrimp in it. That's all I remember. Yeah, Melvin Beans. Yeah, he cooked some, some, it was like half chili beans, half gumbo. Yeah, and they'd always have the morning game on, on the TV, and then there's hella beer, hella food. And then we'd always kind of go walk around, see what else is going on in the parking lot, check out the scene. I remember I was fucking pissed because I always buy cheap sunglasses because i always break them or lose them and i finally said all right i'm gonna i'm gonna buy some no, some, decent, some decent sunglasses I, I bought some like electric brand sunglasses like 80 bucks <laughs> and i remember like you said it was probably like a september hot ass day so of course i'm wearing my sunglasses and i lost them during oh, the tailgate at some fuck. point and i was fucking pissed and another <laughs> totally different story but one of my other favorite stories from uh, it's not even has to do with tailgating, but I remember going to a game with uh, Big Ed in bed, and I, I it was either I'm I'm almost positive it was the uh, Bill Walsh had passed away, so after the game, they were handing out posters of Bill Walsh and it had like all his oh. accomplishments on it, right? And yeah, so, I remember that. So we're and, <laughs> yeah, we're leaving, and, and guys are handing out posters, and Ed's like. Hey man, uh, let me help you hand out these posters. And the guy just hands Ed a whole box, so Ed just walks off with the box. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave a bunch to to my dad's friend Larry, who ends up like selling yeah, them throughout the rest sell of the year. Yeah, man, five bucks. <laughs> Bill Walsh posters, five he, bucks. <laughs> the rest of the year, you selling them. Uh, 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 what do you call it for? For was it like? I think it was like uh, three bucks each or two for five. Oh man, always hustling. So, yeah, yeah, I remember guy, Eddie always saying, like, oh, hustling. yeah, that's why I learned it hustles from Larry. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. That guy. Oh, I've been to Atlanta, too. I don't know what made oh. me think of that. Uh, but the, it was the old one. Then they immediately built the new one. So I got to go back, I guess. The Georgia Dome? I'd been, Yeah, the Georgia Dome. Like, am I old or just... It was a it bad memory. It, I blocked it out. I feel like the Georgia Dome and, like, Turner Field were only open for, like, 15 years. And all of a sudden, they got new stadiums. Like, I remember when the Braves went from, uh, what was their old stadium called? Like, County, Fulton County or whatever, right? They used to call it the launching pad. Then then they got Turner Field. And now, all of a sudden, a few years ago, they got a new stadium. I'm like, fuck, already? And then just like the the Falcons, they uh, they had the Georgia Dome. And then now, all of a sudden, they got their, uh, was it Mercedes-Benz? Yeah. Let me tell you. The Georgia Dome was a dump. (laughs) (laughs) Like... For a like, it just was. 1992 is when it debuted. It was the second largest covered stadium in the world by capacity. The Pontiac Silverdome was the biggest. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah, no, it was a dump, man. It was a dump. Like it was just, it was like being in a prison. <laughs> like you just got in the dome, and you're like in the dome, and it's just like. There's no light. There's no. (laughs) It didn't help that we. That was the NFC Championship game that the Packers just didn't show up for. I'm not sure who trotted out there in those green and yellow uniforms, but it was not the Packers. Like they just. And then the, and then the Falcons went on to get destroyed uh, in the Super Bowl. 
the uh, the the Niners lost the championship game there too. Garrison Hurst yeah, broke never his mind ankle. That. <laughs> yeah, I I blocked it out. I had forgotten. I forgot like. I saw something on the TV, and I was like, oh, yeah, I went to that one, too. That place is bad news. That that Garrison Hurst game, that was the week after the catch, too, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, because the the Niners, man, they should have easily beaten the Falcons. I know they were favored, even though they were on the road. And then once Garrison Hurst got hurt, it it was bad news. They had, like, no running game. When but. they built uh, Levi, did they bring anything from Candlestick, like, to bring the history or anything? Who? That's a good question. One think, of the one of I the neatest things about yeah. Lambo for me uh, was so when it started they were at City Field, which was just like a small little thing. And when they decided, okay, we need a bigger stadium and we're building Lambo, they brought the bricks from the bottom of the building. And so when you're walking out of the tunnel, like the Packers are walking out on the field, there's uh, a lot a row of bricks that look different than all the others. And the bricks go up the side, and there's a little thing on the wall, and I'm sure they update it, and hopefully they'll get updated again soon. It says 13 generations of champions have walked across this field, this this spot, like mm-hmm. whatever. It's like a little commemorative thing. So like they brought the bricks, so like you're still like the history, you know. It just kind of brought it. Right. It was, it was a cool thing to see because they do stadium tours there, mm-hmm. and that was like walking out the tunnel onto the field is quite possibly one of the coolest things I've ever done. That's pretty cool. I I did the stadium tour at Levi's and I don't remember anything like that of anything being brought over. I remember when when Candlestick, you know, after uh, it was closed, uh, all I remember is them selling off seats. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, I remember hey, that. Hey, you could buy these seats from Candlestick. You can you could choose who signed it. You could get uh, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Steve Young, Willie Mays, Will Clark, Barry Bonds. You know, and it was like. 400 bucks or something I'm like oh that'd that's be cool though i'm like oh, that'd be cool i'm like where the fuck am i putting that yeah. <laughs> like like spruce up your man cave with seats from candlestick yeah that are that are old orange faded people yeah. scratch letters in them yeah. bird yeah. Terrible. actually yeah get get the fuck out of here i know at at uh <laughs> whatever what was the giant stadium called? Because they, they changed it. Oh, Oracle. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say AT and T Park. His fifth, yeah, his fifth name. They're on their fourth name. Uh, Oracle Park. I was Park. like that live. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Like, what do you mean the Giants? Uh, at Oracle, I know they do have some seats from Candlestick that they did brought up, bring over that you can sit in that are actually from Candlestick. But it's like a special section, like out center field somewhere. But that, that's about it. That's all I remember. And I, I know when they had the last baseball game at Candlestick, they took home plate and then they had it lifted up and carried in a helicopter over towards where the new Jesus new stadium was built. I, I'm sure they didn't use the That's same actual extra. home plate, but you know it was the whole symbolism thing. And I didn't go to any of the last games, but I went to the last home opener for the Giants at Candlestick, and I went to the last home opener at Candlestick for the Niners, and that Niner game was against uh, the Packers, actually. Mm-hmm. Too. And Kaepernick threw for like 400 yards, and they won. I went to, yeah, I and went there to the... And was a fight. Uh, <laughs> I remember no, there was a fight broke nice. out right in front of me. Like, oh, shit. I, went to, I went to the very last uh, Candlestick game. In fact, I took a picture of it because uh, they had all these fireworks, and there was still smoke hanging over the, the stadium. And, yeah, it was pretty uh, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool night. But I was glad it was the last night. Fuck me- that stadium. <laughs> Me and Cav were at the kneeling game. 
I don't know if y'all remember that one. The kneeling the game. The kneeling game where oh. Cap took a knee. Well, at the the first one they that he kneeled at, or the first one that anybody noticed he kneeled at. Um. Oh, was it preseason or regular season? It was that no, preseason no, no. game, yeah. Uh, if it was preseason, he, he just sat down on the bench. Yeah, he sat no, down. He, he was they, kneeling until later. Over there. No, because he sat down, and then he talked to the, the guy from the Saints, who was ex-military, and said, mm-hmm. you should take a knee instead of sitting. Because right, that's rude. Right. So then we were at the game where he actually kneeled. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Because I remember it wasn't until like week two or three of the preseason where the media actually noticed he was yeah. sitting down. He was sitting but, down, yeah. But he had done it for the first game, but nobody noticed. Because like, who's looking at the players on the sideline during the anthem? Especially preseason, who cares? I'm so jealous of Greg and like being able to go to all those games. Like, so I don't live near my team. So like, I've been to Lambo once. I'm anxiously, you know, trying to go back, but I've been to, to see my team play in other places. And um, I get what you're saying about watching it live. Like for me, nothing will ever be watching the Packers play in Lambo. It also snowed when I went there. Not, not too much, just the right amount. Cause I am Southern and I don't, <laughs> I don't do all that stuff. Um, but yeah, like the camaraderie with the people and you're, you know, uh, but I've been to some games and people be hostile. Oh, oh yeah. 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 I, I'm, and I'm not, I don't taunt. I cheer for my team when, when it's a, pro- I've gotten into a fight at a Titans game when the Packers weren't even playing. Cause I was like, God, this team is shit. And some Titans fan was like, you're wearing a Titan shirt. I'm like, they're still shit. Like, I didn't change it. Like, I was like for them to win this game, but they're still shit. And she was like, you need to leave. I was it's like, just, just, it's, it's just honest. Laundry. They're losing. <laughs> there was they're some drunk-ass Vikings fans sitting, uh, like, a row behind us and a few seats over. And he kept running their mouth, like, when Garoppolo threw the interception. Yeah, Jimmy G, keep throwing the ball, number 10. Keep throwing the ball. You suck. You ain't nothing but... Aaron Rodgers West, you suck. You're just a pretty boy. <laughs> I never realized he was getting Aaron Rodgers comparison. Yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> He's not that good yet. Yeah, and then when uh, Cousins threw the interception, the dude in front of me stood up and was just running his mouth. Hey, keep throwing the ball, oh. Cousins. <laughs> Nobody said you like that? <laughs> no, you know what? No one did. I can't believe but, they didn't. No, but the dude, he kept saying like, he, every time that guy kept talking, the guy in front of me just kept saying, "Yeah, man, I remember the first time I got drunk too." He's <laughs> 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 one of those in every game. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you see the video of that that one uh, the guy who was at the game and he had a changed his jersey? Yeah, he changed his jersey. <laughs> that had to be a bet because that Kittle jersey still had the tags on it when he put it on, so that that had to be a bet. I hope. It, it, if it was not a bet, it was definitely planned. He was just going to do this just for yeah. social media sake. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the first uh, Niners playoff game I'd ever been to. Really? Wow. And right. uh, I, was I, I was a little nervous because my history with my teams and playoffs is a little, because eh, I've only been to one Warrior game playoff game and they won that was during the we believe season when they knocked off the timberwolves when they were the first eight seed to beat a one in a best of seven no that was the mavericks or the mavericks excuse me mavericks i went to game four and i remember i was pissed because uh game three they gave out the we believe t-shirts i'm like oh man i want one of those shirts remember that was like the hot thing around here was those we believe t-shirts and then i go to the game and they give out yeah they give out we believe towels Oh, man, uh, I got a Pred shirt on right now from the playoffs. Get playoff loud. We got shirts. 
I got in with a guy and I had the entire run when we uh, made it to the finals. It was like the day of game three in the first round against the Blackhawks. And I just got on like Facebook and a Preds fan group and a guy had them. And I know how the scheme works. Like if you have playoff tickets, like you have that spot for the run. Right. If you want it, like you get it, whatever. And so we got to the game and it was, we were already up two nothing on Chicago in that series. And we got to the game that night and I, was, and I told him, I'm like, you got these for the whole season, right? You know, for the whole run. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Um, I said, I, can I buy them from you? Like me and my friends, you know, we want to come and it'll be Predators fans. And he was like, yeah, that's the reason I got them. I didn't want, you know, other teams in here. So he sold me tickets for face value for every round until the final. Wow. Yeah. And he didn't, he didn't mark him up too bad. He's like, cause you, you're invested in this. Like you've been coming. Um, but I don't know that there was, that I've ever had any better experience than that game four in the first round. Um, when we swept the Blackhawks, like I like the feeling in that stadium, like that was the moment that everybody knew this is something special. Mm-hmm. And then winning the Western Conference uh, final was like super cool. Obviously, we lost, which sucked, but uh, in the end, <laughs> but that was probably like the best sports experience I've had outside of going to Lambeau. The uh, most exciting game, which is that I went to live, oh, playoff-wise, <laughs> it's actually, it, it for a while, this was like, tells the story of my fandom with the San Francisco Giants. So the first <laughs> playoff, well, actually, take that back. The first playoff game I ever went to was in 97, or I think it was 97 or 98, and uh, it was a wild card. And this is when they first started the wild card, and it was the fucked up rules where whoever had home team advantage or home field advantage, uh got the first i think it worked you had the last three so the the giants actually had home field advantage but they had to play the first two games on the road and then the next three were at home so it was stupid right it wasn't two two one it was two three so the giants lost the first two games to the marlins on the road and like i think both games came down to like the ninth inning bullshit so here we go giants finally come home they're down oh two my first playoff game i ever go to and i remember we had awesome seats. We were sitting like behind the dugout. I don't even remember how I got the tickets. I think it was through uh, my mm-hmm. friend. Um, <laughs> <Ray>. <laughs> no, no, no. It was the. Uh, <laughs> I think the Bearback Avenger got him. And uh, yeah, I just remember the Giants got destroyed. Lance Johnson hit like a grand slam. He's like a leadoff mm-hmm. hitter who probably hit like two home mm-hmm. runs all season, and they lost like nine to one. But uh, I was gonna say, fast forward to two thousand, first year. What was it called that year? Uh, Pacific Bell Park Open. Giants make the playoffs. I went to game two. The Giants were already up up one nothing in the series. Uh, me and uh, Bearback Avenger also went to this game, and we're sitting in the in the upper level, like behind third base, and they're down three runs. Bottom of the ninth, J.T. Snow comes up, two men on. Off Armando Benitez hits a three-run home run. Ball. It, it's one of those ones that went just down the line. You see snow walking down the line pointing trying to keep the ball fair you know you scrumptious-esque and uh no no carlton fisk and uh ties the game in the bottom of the ninth shit was like crazy everybody's jumping up and down i'm like where the fuck did gray go and i'm like (laughs) looking around and like i see him a section over he's like hugging people like you know like you're high-fiving and hugging you know what i mean it's so fun (laughs) and like i said how this you know for at the time exemplified my you know, being a Giants fan is 
Yeah, they ended up losing that game. It was like <laughs> the crazy, you know, the craziest thing: three run home run, bottom of the ninth to tie the game, and then they go extra innings, they fucking lose. Ah. Uh. And then, because uh, when they went to the World Series in uh, 2010, 12, and 14, I never made it to any of the playoff games. I had a chance in 2010. Um, I had a partial season tickets with uh, a group, and the shitty part was was since it was split up with like eight people. They said, yeah, you, you can go to one game, but, like, I, I shared the tickets with my mom. And they were like, well, we can't guarantee you'd be able to go to the game with their mom. You might have to go with somebody else. I'm like, well, I'll just give up my tickets because if I can't, I don't want to go with a stranger. You know what I mean? I'd rather just sit at home. Ah, get them. over it. They're your friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't know anybody else. That's the thing. Like, yeah, my but mom they're, did. if they're rooting for your team, they'll be your friend. Yeah, in, in hindsight, I regret it because unless they're the drunk a hole. Yeah, like, I, I regret it because my mom got to go to like World Series games and shit, and I never did. I'm like, fuck, I should have went. If but. we, if the we, the Packers <laughs> win, <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna sell to to my soul, and I'm that. going. I know. I think that's why. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go if we if we beat y'all. <laughs> you go to Miami. Yeah. Wow. Miami. How, how how far is the drive for, uh, to Miami from where you at? Um, well, it's twelve to Orlando, and my Miami is a couple hours south of Orlando. I think. Ooh, so. man, that's a big drive. That's almost. Yeah, a, I'll probably fly. Fly, yeah. So the the best, uh, well, the best playoff game I ever went to was uh, January fifteenth, nineteen ninety five, 49ers versus the Cowboys. Mm. Yep. They had already beaten us twice in two other championship games prior to that. And the 49ers took a, like a twenty-one to nothing lead. Yeah. Like I lost, a, I lost early interception by Eric Davis. I, I I lost my voice after that twenty-one to nothing. Like I could not speak, I could not yell, I could not do anything. So my only contribution to the crowd noise was clapping after that. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up winning the game, uh, what 38-28. and I think we we. We won, right? We that that was when we oh, beat yeah. the Chargers and in the dwarfed the Chargers, yeah, in the, in the Super yeah. Bowl. Uh, Steve Young threw like six touchdown passes. I think it's still a record, or at least tied for the record. Yeah, it was. Uh, so yeah, that was probably my best uh, playoff experience. My one of my most memorable playoff experiences, though, was what the only baseball playoff game I ever went to was the. Oakland A's hosting the New York Yankees, and that was the uh, mm. Giam, the oh, Giam no. slide play. Oh, I was there. The toss, oh, I think, is what Yankees fans call it. <laughs> yeah, like when, when Derek Jeter threw it behind oh, his back. To, it was a Posada at the time. Yeah, Giambi didn't slide. Oh, yeah, man. I was, I was, that was the only baseball playoff game I've ever been to. Mm. Well, you both brought up baseball, so I have to ask, what, what do you think about this Astros fiasco? It's it's crazy. Like they lost their manager, they lost draft picks, they lost their GM, GM. but they don't lose their Money? rings. Yeah, I mean they're Did tainted they a, rings, and then it's funny. Do you think I, they should? Do you think it should be an asterisk beside it, or it should be uh, removed? No, I, I am a Cincinnati's Reds fan, mm -hmm. and Pete Rose ain't in the in the oh, Hall of Fame, right? And to my, to this day, they have never proved that he bet against his team. Yeah, and I, oh, yeah. I, I think Pete Rose should betting be, for your team to win. Pete Rose should I, be in the Hall of Fame. I've always been a, a Pete Rose supporter, so you, you're not you're barking up the wrong tree here. Well, I'm all for kicking everybody else out. Like that, <laughs> that, they're not going to put him in. That, they're not going to appease me. Like I was at a game in Cincinnati 
less than five years ago. And there's still people outside of the stadium selling shirts for like 20 bucks. Um, <laughs> I'd bet on Pete. Like, just, it, it's right. still insane. Um, I, I've seen a lot of Dodger fans, like, outraged, like, fucking Mario Lopez, A.C. <laughs> Slater right. was like, I, I saw him, <laughs> I saw him bitching, like, oh, they should take their trophy away. They should give it to the Dodgers. I'm like, no, 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 no. If they take it away, no, you don't get it just because, you know what I mean? And but that does suck because then the Red the Red Sox did it to them too because right. Cora took this to Boston exactly and that's another thing where I saw uh oh I, I'm trying to remember his name Logan Morrison he's oh to he play just for, got fired Red Sox manager yeah. Alex oh Ford, part shit way. there you go breaking yeah. news mutually uh, agreed to part ways I saw that I saw like I said I saw Logan Morrison on uh I can't remember if it's Instagram or Twitter or something saying like hey you know I hate I hate to be real but this has been going on and it's not just the Astros, it's the Red Sox, the Yankees, and the Dodgers, too. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, shit. Well, the Dodger fans can't complain then if the Dodgers, you know. I'm not saying they're guilty just because one dude said, but, you know. My favorite thing about this whole Do- Dodgers-Astros thing is that the Dodgers lost. Yeah! Fuck the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've heard that before. I don't know where. Uh, from every single San Francisco Giants fan you've ever met in your life. B-L-A, B-L-A. Oh. That, that's the only team, like, okay, so football-wise, like, I don't like the Rams, but I just don't like them. The, in, in hockey, I don't have anything negative to say about anybody. Basketball, not really. I just hate Dodgers. Not, not, not the, I hate the Seahawks. In, I hate the Lakers not, and the Dodgers. Not, not the individual players. Like, if I ever saw yeah. Clayton Kershaw, I'd be like, hey, how's it going? I think you're a phenomenal player. <laughs> hey, what's up? But I hate your fucking <laughs> goddamn playoffs. team. Yeah. Yeah, I hate your team. I, yeah. I hate the ball. Well, well, he's not on the, the Dodgers anymore, right? Yeah, he is. He's still there. Oh, I thought he signed with the fucking Diamondbacks. Oh, no, that was no, Bumgarner. That was our guy. Hey, we squeeze all the juice out of that guy. Go, go have fun with him. Arizona. Yeah, Aww. he didn't want to be here. So. Mad bum. Uh, the Giants are going to lose 100 games this year. I'm calling it now. I'm a Reds I, fan. It doesn't matter. I say 80s. I say 80. We play, the Reds play in the best conference. The best division. Why is it the best? Well, I mean, just the, the records this season. Like, uh, I got you. Cubs, we were competitive. Cubs are we always good. St. Louis one, is always good. Yeah. We might would have snuck in. Like we made a, we got hot towards the end of the season. Like, ooh, do we got a chance? Nope, because there's this team and this team and this team that are all good. And huh. f you, Reds, mm-hmm. just keep losing. <laughs> Beautiful stadium though. The new the new uh, baseball stadium they have there is quite lovely. You've been there too. Hmm. Oh, nice. I been to the old one and the new one. Right there on the on the river, right? Hmm. They have a rose garden, y'all. All right. Tell us about this Rose Garden. Okay, so just a callback to Pete Rose. There's a Rose Garden. Oh, I get it. Um, but the new stadium is just down the way on the riverside from the old one. So the Rose Garden is actually where, like, the 4,000th and whatever hits landed. So it's in that proximity mm. of it. And it's also um, their little – the Reds Hall of Fame is this little rectangular building. The end of the building – it has a stairwell with a huge glass window on one side where you can see the rose garden. And on the wall, the other wall, 
it's all of the baseballs, the 4,000 and whatever baseballs for all of his hits. So looking at the Rose Garden. So he is everywhere. He is littered um, in Cincinnati lore, but God forbid. Should have just stole some signs. (laughs) He would still be in there. That's, you know, I'm all for, fuck it. Maybe I'm biased because, you know, Giants fan, but put, put the steroid users in the Hall of Fame too. I don't give a shit. Yeah, put an asterisk that things changed. My That's my it. whole thing is the man who turned a blind eye to all the steroid use, Bud Selig, the commissioner of baseball for all those years, he's in the Hall of Fame. So the dude that basically – I'm not saying he allowed, allowed it. it but yeah, he allowed oh, it. Oh, he allowed it. You know what I mean? Because that's when that. baseball, after the strike – Baseball was was trash, and it wasn't until McGuire and Sosa brought the popularity back, and like like you said, he allowed it, and he's in the Hall of Fame. But McGuire, Sosa, Bonds, Clemens—they're not. Just put him in. And, and where? How do you know who did or didn't? I mean, if Jeff that, Bagwell's in. That's people said answer. he might have done it. You know, he might have been on the juice. He's in the Hall of Fame. Jim Tomey went in. Who knows? He could have been in. Uh, a Pudge Rodriguez. <laughs> when yeah. they started drug testing, all of a sudden he showed up to camp 50 pounds lighter the next year. You're telling me he wasn't on the juice? So, come on. Just put them all you in. You got some it. of that, you know? Yeah. And it's the Hall of Fame. You're telling the story of the game. So, I mean, you got to take the good with the Tell bad. Tell the true story. Yeah. Tell the true story of what how you, happened. How do you think the Marlins made it? <laughs> <laughs> all right. We've, we've been having some technical problems. Uh <laughs> If we can break down the fourth wall here. Cab, so I now, just want you to know it's not my fault. No. If he actually <laughs> listens, he probably won't listen. No, he that's will. I, I think I'm he will. I'm trying to use this, like, fucking Mac from, that's, like, 10 years old. And I'm, I feel like I'm using Cav's old Mac to record on podcasts because it shut down and it said disk space too low. I've deleted shit and it's still fucked up. So if we sound different, it's because now Greg is recording the call and when this is over, he's going to send it to me and hopefully I could piece this together and upload it. <laughs> Random fact. Yeah. L- Lee produced or Faust producing. Cav told me he was the one that encouraged me to start a podcast. I think both of you have been on my podcast and Cav has not. And I've never <laughs> been on his show with him. That's oh, wow. funny. That's just like a random. Hmm. Well, I'm going to pretend like I'm reading this email again for the first time. So, uh, hey, we got an email from uh, Canada. It's from uh, Dion Mustard. D, 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 <laughs> Long time no email, but wanted to start off by saying that the pod with Cav and the cat was awesome. Nice little convo for the Agreed. OGs from the YouTube days. Hope that all gets well with him and his family. On another note, as much as I want to say go Niners, I can't because I don't want to hear all the talk about the Pats giving up on Jimmy G. <laughs> and I don't want to see the Chiefs win. And, and we all got to hate on Rodgers in the Mafia. So go Titans. Oh, I don't think we all have I'm, to hate on the Rodgers. Okay, can can I stop you? Can I die, Can we dissect this? Are the Titans America's team at the moment? Like, are they like the underdog team that everybody else is like rooting no, they're, for? Because that's can, so weird to me. They're Canada's team. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I, I, it's just dawned on me. So, you know, we, we've seen all the um, we've seen all the bad luck Houston has had lately, and uh, where did Tennessee <laughs> come from? No, Houston. Yeah, there you go. Lose, yeah. so, some, something's gonna happen this week. They're gonna lose. And lastly, Lana Rhodes was the most searched on Pornhub, and way back I mentioned. 
hurts you guys in a fuck Mary kill. Also, can't wait to win the Rumble Pool again. Mustard out. Shit. A man before his time with the Lana Rose thing. Yeah. Um, so speaking of, now we have three spots in the Rumble left. So yeah. once again, if you want to grab one of those last three spots, email me. WrestlingaShow at Gmail. Oh, fuck. Lingus Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out, Greg. Lingus Mafia at <laughs> nope. gmail.com or send us a DM on Twitter at Lingus Mafia. Three yeah, spots yeah. left. 40 bucks gets you two picks. Let's try this again. Greg, what's in the news? All right. So, for those pervs out there who wonder what Gwyneth Paltrow's vag smells like. Oh, yeah. We oh, talked about Oh, God. She is selling a candle that's supposed to. Uh, supposedly smells like her vagina on uh, on her website. I have so many questions. This like, is... who approved this? So it's what <sighs> she says it smells like. So I'm sure if it's her, she's probably saying, "Oh, it smells like some fucking potpourri or something." But... It, it, it's kind of a joke. Uh, her and her uh, aroma person—they're uh, tri- probably aroma trying to person. probably. <laughs> Trying to come up with a uh, well, she she started her own website, you know, selling her own products. And she's like a fragrance consultant. Yeah, a fra- there you go, a fragrance consultant. Excuse me, I didn't know the proper well, I mean, term. I'm just asking, like an aroma <laughs> consultant. I'm just thinking, like people have a lot of aromas that did not need to be consulted on. They're just bad. According to Yahoo News, the two were working on a fragrance that she and she blurted out, "Uh, this smells like a vagina." And so it evolved into a funny, gorgeous, sexy, beautiful, unexpected scent that turned out to be a perfect scent as a candle. The website description explains. So What's now, in it? Nope. so these are the the uh, um, the said fragrances that are in it, or the <laughs> I don't know fragrances ingredients, but it supposedly <laughs> smells like a Teen Spirit. No. Uh, <laughs> Uh, hold on, uh, I just had Elite it right here. Tuna? Yeah. <laughs> it smells like cat food. Yes. <laughs> I, I, friskies. Yeah. Well, meow mix. It smells like meow mix. Meow 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 meow. Uh, let me see here. My dog woke up when we started talking about that. <laughs> oh, here it is. It smells like geranium, citrusy bergamot. And cedar is an acid. It's not a good scent to be coming out of there. And cedar absolutes juxtaposed with juxtaposed Here. with the mask rose and ambrette seed. The Ambrose? Only, Dean Ambrose is in Dean, it? Yeah, yeah, Dean Ambrose. Yes, yeah, it smells like Dean Ambrose has been all in that, all in the guts. So, I don't know what kind of vaginas they're smelling? Yeah. None of that sounds like anything that should be in a vagina, unless maybe the cedar. It's like the girl from Bad Santa used the little pickle. The uh, piney, yeah, piney scent. This this smells. Uh, this sounds like a beer, which a beer should smell like. It really does. <laughs> One of those gross craft beers y'all drink. Imagine hey, gross, setting hey, the scene. Settle hey, down. Valentine's Day is coming up. Imagine setting the scene <laughs> for a romantic dinner, home cooked meal. You invite your girlfriend over. You know, you make some some nice. Dinner and you, you like candles. I think you should get some, Faust, and do this for Gwen. I think oh, you should do. Wow, that smells so. And just not say so a word. beautiful. What is that, Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina? <laughs> it's 
smack you if she didn't know the context. <laughs> tell her it's some paltrow pussy. Tell her it's Gwen Stefani's pussy. That would be a better name for it. <laughs> All right, moving on. This is from leapdesk.com. Marijuana can improve libido and sexual satisfaction, a study has revealed. For who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a paper published in the Sexual Medicine Journal has found a direct link between moderate use of cannabis prior to sex and a significant increase in arousal and strength of orgasm. For who? What sex? Researchers studied the sex lives of almost 400 participants who volunteered intimate information about their private lives and use of marijuana. From the study, 176 women said they used cannabis often prior to sexual activity. So it was women? Uh, 176 women, and that, so I guess that means 134 men. Or no, 234 men. So there's more men participated than women in this study. Among those who reported using marijuana before sex, 68.5% stated the overall sexual experience was more pleasurable. 60.6% noted an increase in sexual drive and 52.8% reported an increase in satisfying orgasms. I had sex with a woman who preferred sex on marijuana and it was pretty good. Trust me, it was great. It was good on my side. So we're, my question is, were both were both participants high, or is it like, okay, I got high and the sex was better? Like, what's considered or, moderate? Or was he? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, or was he high? Because if he's high, the sex is not better. <laughs> the, well, not. He's, he's pumping away, and then all of a sudden he just gets lost. Yeah, he's about a, something else. he starts playing PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does that feel good, baby? Hey, you want to yeah. get some Jack in the Box? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Let's call Uber um, Eats and get some Funyuns over here. <laughs> if we order it now, it could be here by the time we're done. I have not had sex high, so I don't know. But I, I've had sex with people that were with people that were high, and it's not it's not better. Well, it de- you know it depends because I, I know maybe on, it wasn't moderate. <laughs> uh, I've I've been uh, for me, there's a difference between indica and sativa, and with indica, I start getting to my own head, and I start getting anxious and paranoid, and I'm probably not very good. With sativa, I'm loose, I'm having a good time, and everything feels better and looks better. So it all depends on what kind you had. This study does not indicate whether people, because because of your own physiology, you're going to react differently to different chemicals, so... I think depends. it would be better for me if I was high. Like I think I, I think if I lived out in California, that I would probably have a prescription for like medical marijuana, like help me relax. You, you don't need you don't a prescription, need a prescription. in oh, California anymore. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still in Tennessee. You can guess what color my state is. Um, also, you it's just, a Bible Belt. You just go to a store, show your ID, and that's it. Yeah, no. gonna go out Jim Bob's farm and hope nobody catches me. Um, Maybe you two should uh, experiment. Experiment next time you guys are in the same town. Well, I am definitely going to well, obviously. I'll be there uh for Super Bowl Sunday, so I'm definitely I'm I already have plans to buy some and ship it back to myself. So there you go. <laughs> I and mean, I'll tell you I'll I'll be on Pornhub, I'll let you know. All right, um so I thought Cab went to Mexico. Right? Didn't he go to Mexico? Uh, I mean, does Cabo count as Mexico? I mean, because it is, but it isn't. Because I have this story out of Alabama where a, a guy dressed as Batman burglarized three churches. 
I mean, Gulf Shores is kind of like Mexico, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he sent us pictures, so that's his alibi. Uh, yeah, of course, he could have someone, hey, send me a picture from Mexico. He sent me a picture of a fucking, he was in a theater. Yeah, True. He a theater. And, he, and, he, and he had his luchador mask on, but we didn't see the Mexican beach in the background. That was yeah, different. So. Exactly. So he could be in mm. Jasper, Alabama, according to Jasper Police on Thursday night, January 9th. Two churches in Jasper and one outside city limits were burglarized. I feel like this happens in Jasper all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, as being from someone from Tennessee and, like, we hear things across the state, I feel like Jasper is just, shit happens there. It's not yeah. okay. The police said in social media posts that musical instruments and other electronics were stolen. So he's trying to start his own fucking band, his own ska band. Uh. All right, uh, in San Diego, California, though, strip club hands out branded tents to homeless. That's nice. Uh, nearly 150 tents to homeless in San Diego were handed out by Deja Vu Showgirls. Deja Vu describes itself as the number one erotic entertainment chain in the world on its website. I was going to say, we have one in Nashville that has, yeah, it's a chain. Look at that. There that you may go. or may not have been the one in Vegas. Uh. I've been to Sapphire in Vegas. Oh, my God. That place is like a warehouse full of whores. A company <laughs> spokesman says 150 whores tents. Whores or whores? Who was? Who was? Okay, Sorry. Let me make sure. I was confused for a second. You got to say it properly. Who was? Uh, it says that 150 tents given out in San Diego this December is part of the community's outreach program. Hey, look at that. Look at them. They say they've done this type of outreach every year for the past five years in five cities with large homeless concentrations including los angeles and las vegas in addition they also passed out close to three thousand bottles of water to the homeless in san diego so there you go there you go say what you will yeah they're giving them uh, some shelter and some water and free advertisement yeah for them he doesn't want to take care of its people we will f you yeah. Remember, stephanie mcmahon said the future of uh advertising is in uh is it the homeless? Oh, <laughs> all right. So there you go. So the Oscar nominations have been handed out. All right, I'm gonna name the uh, the nine uh, nominees for Picture of the Year. You tell me individually after I'm done how many you have seen. Um, I think I've seen one. Ford versus Ferrari. The Irishman. Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and finally, Parasite. Didn't 1917 just come out? Yeah, that's what we we talked about this last week. It got... It won like Golden Globe for Best Picture, like and no one's even seen days it before it came out. No, no, it it was out limited release. They they did it strategically limited release so they can get nominated for the Golden Globes. It just came out uh, nationwide in the U.S. Uh, this past weekend. Mm. I, I wonder I, how I it did this. at the box office. Oh, we'll get to that. In a yeah, minute. we'll get to that. So stop sipping on my uh, my stories. <laughs> I was teasing. How many of those have you seen? Three. Now, Steve, like, have you seen uh, the same three as I have? I've seen one. Usually, usually it's Which one maybe did you see, one Mel? every year. I saw Joker. Okay. 
I want to see The Irishman, but I haven't had a good three-hour period to sit down and commit to it. It's good. You, in fact, it, it, <laughs> no, you, I know it will be. Yeah, it, it took me three days. You and can, there was another one you mentioned, one of the first ones. Ford um, versus Ferrari? I want to – I love – you don't understand. Like, I love Christian Bale. Like, you know, Cap has this thing about Margot Robbie. I absolutely love Christian Bale. Hell of an actor. I, I yes, like, sir. so committed to every – like, uh, I want to see this. I just – I don't go to the movies. I'm not a person that goes to the movies. The only reason I saw Joker in theater was because I'm addicted to YouTube. Like, I watch – like, I don't have cable. I watch YouTube videos and – the day the movie came out, there were spoilers up. And I was like, one of these is going to start playing when I'm not paying attention. It's right. going to ruin the movie for me. So I need to go see it. What did you think? Otherwise, I would have waited for it to come out. Like, I just don't get excited to go to the movies. I like to sit at home. I like to have my drink, sit with what, my dog. Like, what did you think of the Joker? Um, it was good. It was really good. I think peop- the media tried to make it more of like a story than it was. Right. Like. People go crazy and act the fool because we're assholes. We as a society are mean to people. And I don't think it condones violence, but I think it shows you how easily like your day-to-day interactions can impact someone. Like you don't know, like you don't know people's trouble. Like you don't know what they're going through. Just don't be an asshole. It's yeah. Instead of saying that condones violence, show that it's a warning of what could happen if you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Like just be nice. Like there's there's no reason for you to be mean to people. Right. Like if you're having a bad day and you're a little hateful, just go back and apologize. Like you don't have to be hateful to people. Everybody's having the same shit day that you are. Right. And it, so I I got really annoyed at the media about it and the way that they did it. I thought it was fine. Uh, I think I probably laughed at inappropriate places. Yeah. Um, yeah so did I. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's the a couple. He was Doctor Sleep. Nobody saw that. Everybody was sleeping on it. Oh, the uh, Stephen King movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It was very long, but I enjoyed it. All right. So of the three, I've seen Irishman, Joker, and 1917. Um, right now, between the three, it's between Joker and Irishman. I I saw 1917 wow. this weekend. I, I I was I was I was unimpressed. It was good. It was an achievement because it was supposed to be just one long. Um, single shot, but you, you know, for those of you who watched movies before, you could tell when they, when they cut, you could tell that they, the director put in specific uh, shots like, oh, okay, well they they can cut it right here, and if they mess mm. up, they could have redone it. So other than that, I it, it was a good movie. Don't get me wrong, uh, um, but, but I go back to Dunkirk, and that was such a fabulous movie by Christopher Nolan yeah. two years ago. That it doesn't hold a candle to them, let alone these. Uh... And now I said last year I was going to watch all of them. This year I definitely will watch them before the Oscar come uh, comes out, and I will let our listeners know who I think deserves the Oscar. So didn't you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No, I have not seen that yet. Oh. But I, I, I will. And I had Marriage Story queued up uh, this morning, but I was like, Nah, I'd rather sleep before the show. So I'll, I'll watch Marriage it later. Marriage Story. On this that's week. the one with uh, Kylo Ren, right? Star Joe. Yeah. Yeah, Kylo Ren, Adam Driver, and Scarlett Joe. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And so, I've yeah. heard that's phenomenal. My YouTube videos have recommended too, it. Right? Yeah, that that was a Netflix one. I'm not sure if they released that one on uh, in the theaters like they did The Irishman for a couple weeks. but So here's the kicker. I, I don't know if it, 
it applies to Oscars. I think it does. But like Oscars or Golden Globes and one, that's why they're doing those limited releases. Because if it doesn't get released right. in the theater, it can't be a candidate for Best Picture. Right. Two weeks, I think it is. Because that's... Uh... Yeah, it has to be out. for, And so some movie theaters don't want to show it. They're like, why would we show something that people can watch next week? They're not even going to... Why would we put a theater on this movie... They probably have to pay more, but that, that's and why. going to come see it. That's why Tommy Wiseau put the room uh, in theaters for two weeks. <laughs> that is, that comes that up on like again, so. all the time on my YouTube videos. Like love that movies fucking movie. with this and that. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. I've heard Ford versus Ferrari is amazing. We I heard that one's good. Uh, I, I think it's out on video right now. It's out on DVD. What is a DVD? <laughs> Welcome to like, the how world. How can I watch it at my house? I know, digital uh, Joker just came out on digital, and so did uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, it, you it, can buy it or rent it or whatever. I think I'm just Ford and for Ferrari is like HBO or whatever. Is the same. Ford and Ferrari is the same. I I remember the uh, um, when Zoolander came out on on DVD, <laughs> and uh, I think it was Big Ed and Bed bought it, and he brought it over, and and you put it on, you know, the menu or like the the. Yeah, the menu has got like a, sometimes a video going. And yeah. ben, ben Stiller as Zoolander goes, Welcome to the world of David. If you wanna watch <laughs> if you want if you wanna watch the movie, hit play. I know what you're thinking. This is not a play, it's a movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. stupid. Oh god. Yeah, it's so dumb, but it's funny. Yeah, exactly. All right, so uh did you so I guess none of y'all went to the movies this weekend? Nope. I've heard Parasite is amazing, and I I like low key hope it wins, even though I haven't seen it because um, it's not an English movie. I'll let you I'll let you know which which one I think deserves it. Uh, but this week in the theaters, the top five at the domestic box office, number five was Just Mercy. That's that uh, Michael B. Jordan flick. Oh, I love him. He is good. Did Did you see the in Black Panther? He's so yoked. So yoked. Mm-hmm. And in Creed, um, yeah. Oh yeah, well of course in Creed, but I just I was blown away. And then I just been watching The Wire, and he's in season one, and I was like, this little skinny scrawny kid turned yeah. out to be fucking him. Wow. Committed, committed to his craft. Yes, he did. And then now I'm like, ooh, if I was a woman, uh, number four. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> yeah. Number he four, uh, like a boss was number four. That's that uh, Tiffany Haddish, uh, Rose Byrne, um, comedy. Oh, that's not her. Number three was Jumanji, The Next Level. Hey, DJ wow. here. Wow. Uh, number That's still beat out that other one, huh? Yeah, number two was Star Wars Episode Nine, still ooh, in the top ooh, five. But dropped. Not a number one, though. Number one was 1917. Took in $37 million this week. Oh, Tommen in there. Um, in, uh, what's his, what was his name? Baratheon. Tommen Baratheon. He's in it. He's the one of the main two kids. Nah, but oh, it, it, the kid that played Tommen, not really? Joffrey, but Tommen, the, the the Lannister. Spoiler alert: the Lannister yep. that jumped out the window. Yeah, the one who fell out the window. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, he's in the movie. Okay, so he must not have blonde hair then. He must have let his hair go go back to no the dark. Oh my god! Because there there was no blonde kid in in this movie. Um, let me see here. Dean Charles Chapman. 
That's his name. What what, what was his name in the movie? What was his his character's name? Mm. You're not on IMDb? Yeah, I'm I'm pulling it up. Give me a second. All right. Well, wait. How did it do? It did. Well, domestic was Lance uh, Corporal Blake. He's like the first one. Oh, okay, okay. Lance Corporal Blake. Okay. Well, I'm not no spoilers, but okay. I can see that he does not look anything like Tom to, uh, Tommen at all. He absolutely does because I saw him in the trailer and I was like, "Ooh, it's Tommen." No, 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 I mean he's got dark hair in this one. Yeah, but I, his face. Who the fuck is Tommen? He's from Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's. Oh, I should have known. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. You didn't hear it. All right. Anyway, <laughs> coming out this week in theaters though, there's only two opening nationwide, and that would be uh, the Will Smith and. Martin Lawrence uh, movie, Martin. Bad, Bad Boys Martin. for Life. Damn, Gina. All right, so he's co- they're coming oh, out uh, with... Joey Pants. Joey Pants is in it, yeah. Joey Pants is in it, Vanessa Hudgens, uh, Alexander Ludwig, Peter Craig. Bad Boys for Life. I'm not going to see this. I'll let y'all know. It's an action movie. I, you know, I'm not going to go see it in the theater, it's but a, I do want to see it, though. A, a, as they call it, a popcorn movie. <laughs> well, you're famous for your popcorn uh, posts. <laughs> and also coming out this week nationwide is Doolittle, starring Robert Dow- Downey Jr. as Dr. Doolittle. John hey, Cena's in this. Cena. Cena's in it, Tom Holland, uh, Ray Fiennes, Harry Collett, Antonio Baderas, Octavia Spence, Selena Gomez. Wow. On and on, but they play. They play. Uh, they just all voices. Animals, yeah, just voices. Yeah. That's yeah, what's seen... a lot different than the Eddie Murphy Doctor Doolittle movies. Yeah, yeah this... aren't they on a boat or something? Like he's a pirate. I miss yeah. this. Movie. <laughs> yeah, right. It's... Is he... I mean, that's what I saw in the previous. Is he Jack Sparrow? Doctor Doolittle. He was like Noah. Like Noah's. I Ark. thought he was. I thought he was Jack Sparrow. Anyway, uh, that's your bad news for the week. Oh, thank you, Greg. Uh, Word on the street is you have a podcast. Yes, Cold Brew Podcast every Friday uh, this week, which is like half fucking football. So if you like football, you might like this one. (laughs) And Mel, you also have a podcast. I do. Smart Sports Podcast. We talk everything from sports to wrestling and a little bit of this and that in between. And uh, you can bet your money that we will be talking about LSU and uh, everybody's favorite at Ogeron. Oh, Soup must be uh, feeling a little better about LSU winning since uh, his Saints let him down again. Yeah, he did. He almost didn't make picks for the NFL last week. <laughs> he was a little upset. And I keep telling him, you, Sean Payton sold his soul for that Super Bowl. Like, he did some black voodoo and he sold his soul. Like, it's. You're not ever getting another one as long as he's your coach. Sean Payton is questionable when it comes to crunch time with his coaching decisions. I was going to say morals, but yeah, that works too. He he showed time and time again the last three years that he's made some bad choices when it comes down to crunch time. Yeah, they sold their souls. That this is These are the things we talk about on Smart Sports. They've <laughs> sold their soul and they don't get a win until they get rid of him as a coach. That's what you get for headhunting against Brett Favre. Hey now. Hey now. All right, Mel, thanks for joining us this week. Greg, thank you yeah. as always. Uh, Cav will be back next week, and he can go down to Mexico because he can do whatever he wants because his dad's dead. And we will see you next Tuesday. Good night. And good luck. Bye. I love you, Ann Rogers. 
but I don't want to see you beat my 49ers. Go Niners! I'm just saying. <laughs> Take care.